Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in where memory I want to know my next note on yeah. to lighten it up just a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely. <clears throat> so my next note is, oh, so you're just gonna stick your bare hand in that sack of fish poison? Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's how you do it back then. Mm-hmm. It's just like making Kool Aid. Right, right, right. Yeah. When you wanna, you know, if you're a comet, like when you're cleaning with comet, bare hands. You can't pour it directly on the thing. You need to know how much you've got, so you pour it. You gotta feel mu- exactly how much grain you've yeah. got. Yeah. And then when good. when your hands go numb, that's yep. enough. Yeah. And then you, burning not quite enough when it's gone past burning right. to completely numb. All the that's nerves when are you're dead. ready. Not that's when you're ready to scour. Start scrubbing yes. the countertops yes. with your numb hand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love how they go after the poison in that bag, dude. Can we, well, do you want to talk about the first thing that the creature murders other than the two assistants? This is the first on-boat death comes before the poison. <gasps> oh, it does. Sorry, they, I jumped. So they get up, and this is when uh, uh, David is like, Mark, why the, f- why did you shoot that thing? I was trying to get a picture of it, and you're shooting it with arrows. It didn't it's attack us. people. It hadn't at that point. But as far as I know. Oh, do they, do they assume that they... I, Okay, so. so they're starting to put it together, but so they all go down in the lab and they all start arguing. They're all down in the lab arguing with each other. And beautiful shot. Through the porthole, we see the creature's legs. He's it's on, on the, boat. the boat. Well, you all are well, y'all downstairs arguing semantics and shit. Yep. Creatures on the boat. And then they hear a scream. And they come upstairs, and one of the the I think the first one to die is named Zed. Mm-hmm. Z. Well, they all call him Zed, but I think his name is Z. So he dies. He gets strangled and thrown, dragged over the edge into the lagoon, and then the creature's gone. And they come upstairs, and Zed's brother is... He's like, my brother, he took him down. Oh, my God. A demon. He says he was... was a demon. He was yeah, pulled into God. the depths by a demon. And they're like, a demon? Fuck. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're in some hairy shit oh, now. Oh, boy. So... I mean, that one that you just shot with a fucking harpoon... Was able to get on the boat and murder deaths. One of the things terrifying. I love in this movie is that it, and I, I think this is a plus, is that none of them ever think that there might be more than one. I didn't even really consider that. Well, there. How? Fuck. They keep talking about it because, like, we've seen the one arm in the th- in the thing, and I, I think the creature that we see is meant to just be the creature. The, the one, right, right. But I mean, with the lungfish example. Remember when he's like, this is a creature that it was uh, nature, one of nature's early attempts to get life onto land. Yeah. It failed and hasn't changed in a million years. But there's not just one lungfish. There's a, there's a species called lungfish. There, if this creature is still around, this is not the creature from five billion years no, ago. This, this is, is a member. This is someone's kid. This, yeah, this is a member of the species Gilman. So for all they know. No one acts on this assumption, which I love because it actually ratchets up the tension a little for me. No, a little bit for me. No one operates on the assumption that this lagoon might be full of these things. Fuck, dude. Yeah, can you imagine like ten of them climb up on the boat? It's like you never see just one crocodile. No, it's like if just you saw a crocodile, would you be like, like, "Oh, look, a, a unique being in the world"? It's like, no, there's probably we've like, got to kill that one crocodile, and otherwise... then there won't be any more. Mm, I no, kind of think maybe there'd be a bunch of the them. fifteen over there. There's seven over there. Yeah. We're fucking surrounded, guys. I, I, I kind of like it because as soon... I, I I guess it didn't dawn for you. It didn't dawn for me until the, my third watch. But right. when I was watching it, I was like, oh, oh my God, shit. what if there's more? <laughs> Fuck. Um, which, 
I think it's because the title of the movie is The Creature from the Black right, Lagoon. Right, not the species that was discovered not, in the Black not Lagoon. aliens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there is another movie where this is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get them sitting up up top kind of mourning. And they want to be up top because now they're, they know that the thing can get onto their boat. So they're like, we need to have guards up top. We can't all be downstairs. And they all grab their Red Riders. Well, Kay points out, Kay is, she's almost like speaking for us, the viewer, because she goes, well, we we went down into its domain and shot it. Do you think it came back for revenge? Mark's line, I welcome it. His, look, we don't like Mark. We're not meant to. No. His performance as Mark, Awesome! So, oh my God, so awesome! The actor's name—I want to shout him out because, yeah. look, dude, he does great. Richard Denning, I think, is the guy who plays Mark. Oh, when his eyes—he's got a smoke going. He's got a cigarette. Oh, I and know it's about sexy cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cigarette going, and yeah, what you were talking about later when Julianne Julie Adams smokes a cigarette and flicks it in the lagoon. She didn't even smoke. Shit. Uh, it Couldn't was, tell. She looks like a pro. <laughs> it's it's Gilman's name. Uh, um, God damn, I keep forgetting his name. Rico Browning's idea. He was like, "Hey, why don't we do a shot where Kay flicks a cigarette into the into the lagoon, into the pristine and then lagoon. we go below the cigarette and we see that the creature's looking up at it." Marvelous. She didn't smoke, but was like, "That's a great idea." So she smoked that one cigarette for that one scene. It's incredible. I know. I love it. Um, but Mark's Mark's bloodthirst, you know. Um, and he, that gets ratcheted up during the course of the movie too. Definitely, it, be, it becomes more of like an obsession towards the end, like and I, I like think bloodlust. I think it works really well to differentiate him from our other characters. That like he, everyone behaves realistically. He behaves like somebody who is. He's not acting out of character at all. No, he actually says later in a really interesting double speak of science and. Because he's like their investor guy. He's like handles the money. He pays for everything. I keep calling him venture capitalist as like a kind of mean thing to call him. But that that is kind of what he is. Is he's, do we keep funding this? Is there money in this? But he's also kind of like scientist light. So later on, David asks him, why do you, why do you want to bring the creature back? Why can't we take a picture of it? Why can't we get some fossil evidence of it? Why can't we just leave, come back with a full crew? And he says... Um, and he goes, well, why do you, why won't they believe us if we bring them evidence? And he goes, because, because David, we work in known quantities, right? He's not talking about, he's not incorrect though, but he's not talking about information. Oh, he's talking about quantity. That word I think is important. He's talking about something measurable Mm -hmm. like money rather than something like information. He thinks like someone who works with money rather than with scientific scientific. facts. Yeah, okay. And that's the differentiation between him and David. It's crazy. It's and it's just diction. It's just the word choices that he uses, and they're getting all of this across in really simple dialogue. So fucking smart, man. (laughs) I I absolutely love it. So this is when they start using the rotenon, the poison. Um. So (laughs) other than them grabbing it with their bare hands, uh, the first rotenon doesn't go deep enough. Kills a bunch of. Fish. Yeah. So we see that it works in the way that it's meant to work. Right. There's a bunch of. Uh, but he's too big and it doesn't go deep enough. Yeah, because he's down in the bottom. And Bird was asking, she's like, do you think they just went and bought a bunch of dead fish and threw them in the water? And I was like, yeah, they probably went to the fish market and were like, we need 50 dead fish. <laughs> we just think they, they, it's their lunch. There's a smelt. It's probably all like Atlantic cod. <laughs> right. <laughs> like exactly. floating in the Amazon. They're going to just yoink it back out and make a fish fry later that day. Yeah, so. like Kay's, Kay's standing over by the edge. She's like, well, guys, I don't know about this, this gill, man, but I think it's remarkable that you were seeing brook trout this <laughs> right? deep into the Amazon. Incredible, isn't it? It's remarkable. I mean, 
You want to talk about scientific? What an anomaly! Here. They're they're thousands of miles from their natural habitat. It's just... Rainbow trout. That's a whitefish. <laughs> this is incredible. It's not even a saltwater. Fish. I haven't seen those out of the <laughs> bluegill. <laughs> bluegill. Oh, these are goldfish. <laughs> goldfish. Oh, well, a tuna. Well, I declare. Oh, I do declare. A tuna. <laughs> <laughs> what they should have done No I mean they shouldn't have Because it's horrible but what they should have done if they Just were dynamited some fish There's a fish in the Amazon called a paiche They get up to be like I think like 16-1700 pounds They're Holy a type shit. of carp um, They're apparently like a Sustainable fish but then other places Say that they're endangered but they're huge They grow up to be like 14 feet long And the way that they're fished <laughs> Which I think is kind of cool and maybe this is nerdy But uh, the Amazon River occasionally ebbs and flows And when the water level goes down They get caught in these pools Because they're too big The water's too shallow Fuck. So like their backs will hang out So what the, the like indigenous people will do Is go and find them in their little mud puddles Where they're trapped And then just spear them <laughs> and, gotcha. Yeah and they get so much meat off them That's like Shit. one of their primary industries Is paiche Anyway um, the ro- I think the Rotanon bars Floating through the water So cool And again If it wasn't 3D The 3D thing Yep You'd get like Two or three of them Right near the camera But you wouldn't get Them going further And further back Creating this There's a whole field of them Like a whole And because of the way That the bars sink Some of them are lower And the ones further away Are higher Flipping around Some of them are just Going straight down So you have You have motion At multiple It is dynamic Because you have You have uh, You have motion Mm Mm-hmm in multiple depths yep. of 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 depth, and then you also have <laughs> there it is yeah, and then you have them at different heights as well. The cinematographer is like, how can I create the most richly visual three dimensional picture for these audiences to gasp at? So he utilizes space. Another um, worked out real well. Another film where this is uh, another cinematographer who's excellent at this is named Elliot Rocket. He worked with. Um, I'm ashamed that I forgot the Ty West. He worked with Ty West on House of the Devil. That film utilizes three-dimensional space better than almost any other film I've ever seen, excluding this one because I think Creature from the Black Lagoon does better. But that uh, Steven Spielberg's guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy that Spielberg always works with, there's another cinematographer who really, truly understands. He understands the... That you're not It's not It's not just a It's not just a flat image You're exactly. showing Like that you can use depth And you can use focal That's why depth why Jaws is one of the most Beautiful films Totally ever. agreed Yeah Totally agree I, I love the Sparse use of underwater Photography in Jaws too Me too Because they had to Because they didn't have a shark But like That's what makes it scary The ability to make A mostly empty beach With just a half Broken Like fence Seem like the most Beautiful thing That you've ever Fucking seen in your life Yeah Yeah Oh, we'll do Jaws at some point oh, too. I know. We'll probably just do like uh, "Don't Go in the Water" month or oh, something. I'm all right with that. <laughs> we'll do the we'll do the good one and then all the shitty ones. Lake Placid. God damn it. <laughs> um, well, that movie's great though because a giant crocodile eats a cow. Yeah, you don't see that on, every the, day. on land. You don't see that don't every day. Don't see that every day. Um, Any excuse to watch Oliver Platt in anything. <laughs> Well, now I know <laughs> Oliver Platt month. Oliver, <gasps> then we could get Flatliners in. Well, we'd have to do the remake too, or Fuck. yeah, there's a new one. Um, so I love the sound. One thing I didn't notice about this movie until the third watch is the sound design. Once before they get to the Black Lagoon, there's not a whole lot going on in mm. the background sound. Once they get to the Black Lagoon. Toucans almost constantly. Jungle sounds, toucans, it's calling alive. birds, splashing, 
buzzing of insects. Like they, once they hit the black lagoon, the world seems to become real. Like we're finally where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Everything else is set up that we're kind of skimming along the surface and we go deep once Mm. we hit the lagoon with the sound design. It's really cool. It's amazing. Um, the, after the night sighting, uh, the, the night sighting, David wants to go immediately after it because it might, Oh, it's when they use the, the, um, the bar poisons. And it actually does get poisoned. Yeah, he pops up on the shoreline. He's like, I'm fucked up right now. He comes onto the boat. Yeah. He gets onto the boat and uh, he tries to like kill some. Oh, he sees the lantern. He smashes the lantern. That's right. Kay turns and sees him and screams and they chase him back off the boat. He doesn't really do any damage. But one, they realize he doesn't like lanterns. Yep. And two, they realize that because he's acting kind of weird, that the poison is working. And David. Dude, here's another Star Trek moment where I'm going to fucking cry. David wants to go after it, not to get its picture, not to kill it with a harpoon, but because he saw that it had gills. And if it has gills, it might suffocate. So he's trying to get to it to avoid killing it. Yep. Scientist. So fucking awesome. It's incredible. This is a monster movie where he's he's like, I'll go with you. He's like, no, you fucking stay on the boat, dude. I'm going to go and make sure this thing is all right. Yeah, you hang out here. I'm going to go check this thing out. Of course, Isn't Mark going with doesn't. Him anyway, yeah, right. Mark does go with him, but I, I love that he's like, well, it has it has gills. It might drown, and then, but I, my note is he's a good good guy, but he's also he's also still it, part of the problem. He's encroaching. Yeah, he's like, let's chase it. Let's chase it down. Let's go back into its territory. It'd probably be fine if you just leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, leave. Get out of the black. So lagoon. many of my notes are just fucking leave. Like if you if you want to know of another way to stop all the killing, well, how about you all just fuck off? Hey, you could go. You are the only reason there have been any killings in the first goddamn place. You could go away. Um, I like one of the things that I like about that is David's uh, suggestion is good He's like let's go get a team That's equipped to do this We can capture it If we want to capture it We can do, we that. Can do that Or we can study it in its habitat We just have to come back Equipped for it Because right. we are not set up To deal with something like this We've got one boat And barely any supplies And by the end They have no rowboats Because the creature destroys them all Right um, So when the gill monster Comes into the cage in the, Oh right So they catch it They do catch it Because it's like it's all poisoned and screwed it's po- yeah, up. Yeah, it can't breathe. It's suffocating. So they are able to get it right. netted. And well, the one dude's about ready to fuck it up, and he's like, "No, we're gonna." F- they they put it in it. that little uh, like on boat. Yep, water. it's a really cool. It's actually one of the most haunting things I think in the entire film is when the creature is captured and it's just staring up. It's yeah, it's sitting there totally silent, staring up at yeah. at them, and all those long shots are. <laughs> Are a guy holding his breath underwater in a rubber That's suit, and it looks crazy. It's I love awesome. its mouth when its mouth is opening and closing. There, there's a moment where it mm-hmm. where it gets. It's when it reaches up and like pulls its head between the slats. I think K, yeah, K and Doctor Thompson, who's the archaeologist, his name's Thompson. They're talking to each other, and they're kind of talking about like. So you know you don't. She's like he's like. Why don't you just? You're in love. So clearly you're in love with David. Why don't you just be with David? And she's like, Well, Mark. And he's like, You've done more than enough to pay back the kindnesses that Mark has done you. You need to stop factoring him into your romantic life. It's actually kind of a cool conversation. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, the creature's breaking out because the dude they left on watch is all snoozing. You know he can get hung for that in the military. Uh, like, <laughs> you fucking you can't, drink some Folgers, buddy. Can't chew sleep on, on some watch. coffee beans, especially get, when you got a. 
thing. We know you got cigarettes. Yeah, we know <laughs> there's, that. There's cigarettes on board for sure. As soon as I say cigarettes, you drop your pen and start scratching. I did. I did. I started scratching. <laughs> You're my like, face. is there oh, cigarettes? Yeah. Where? Where are they? <laughs> I won't even smoke it. I'll just eat it. I'll just, I'll just put it in my mouth. Like Sammy <laughs> so the the gill monster busts out of the cage. Kay screams and goes to run because Thompson's like, go, go, get out of here. Get out of here. I'll yep. try and slow him down. And he grabs the lantern and he tries to hold it back. And one of the things I love about this is you expect when he holds the lantern up that for the thing go, will run. For him to do the Frankenstein oh, thing. And jump over the edge. The creature know. for one second is like, oh shit. And then he goes, oh, wait a minute. I can kill this. And he stops backing up and starts coming forward. And Thompson, you can see Thompson's like, like mental oh, wheel spin. He's like, shit, 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 shit. shit. Yep. And then the creature. He's adapting. Yeah. And the creature grabs him around the throat and starts like choking him out. And so uh, uh, Thompson has been has been pushed back against the railing so his hands are out of sight so we've lost sight of the lantern and we get this looming creature that fills the screen leaning towards us which in 3d would be the creature leaning out over the so it's right in your face it's leaning out over the audience and then out of nowhere fireball and what we realize is thompson swung the lantern busted it on the creature's face and the whole upper torso of the creature is man on suit on fire flame Man in suit on fire is the only thing that I could think of. This <laughs> like holy this shit burn to me doesn't surpass. I can't I can't let it beat it. It do- really doesn't beat Halloween it. Halloween two. Hollow the burn in Halloween yeah. two is is I've not seen anything like it. But this is the, our best main season burn. I would agree because Halloween two is a Patreon only. That's right. So it's not in the running. It would be for sure for best stunt because the Halloween two burn. If you guys haven't seen Halloween they two, the they, that <laughs> guy died. Sure. I think they killed two people. <laughs> Like, there's one dude like who had to light that thing and he could not possibly have gotten away. No one survived. (laughs) The burn's crazy, but the creature burn, it's amazing, dude, because the, the, the flame is so bright that on the black and white film stock, it turns the creature's whole body pure black. You lose all shadow, Mm -hmm. all nuance. It just looks like a, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it's startling too. You, it, I jumped. I jumped the first two times, even though I knew it was coming. Yeah, uh, I definitely had, oh shit. Yeah. When, Jesus. When he's on fire, you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and then Thompson screams because uh, he lit his own face on fire to, to hurt this thing. Jesus he lit himself on fire. It's crazy. And then the creature jumps into the water. It's a, it's a man in a rubber suit. A six on foot, fire. On fire. Jumping off of a Burning, boat. diving into the lagoon. It's such a great My stunt. note, holy shit. On fire Ugh. in this suit, then jumping into water while still on fire. Holy shit. It's amazing. It's a holy shit sandwich. It is. And then we have some brilliant editing, too, which is Kay runs over to the professor. Thompson, who is collapsed on the deck, it's almost sickening. We don't see his face, but he's like... Trying to not touch his It's that thing when you really hurt yourself And you want to grab the injury But it hurts to touch it So you like hover around it and you just shake And he's that's his face And Kay is looking at his face And she like she like recoils And he's he's like sobbing It's really heavy out of nowhere Really effective scene It's shocking the it cr- really is the creature dealing That's with, a great word it is shocking It's shocking because you have a creatures burned Thompson's, Thompson's burned. burned. He's really hurt. And then the the, the editing is brilliant because Thompson's like, oh, and they fade to black. And when they come up, fading to black at night, we come up during daylight in the cabin. 
with him, his face wrapped in white bandages. So we go from an image that is primarily black to an image that is primarily, primarily white. white. It's a beautiful visual contrast to show the passage of time. It's excellent editing. It's really strong filmmaking. <laughs> um, so this is when Mark is like, I'm going down. I'm taking my fucking harpoons and give me the stick of dynamite. Yep. And if I had an M1, Gary, I would fucking ping. I'd shoot that, that oil barrel in its mouth. And then you're in Jaws again. Mark's Jaws. like, David's like, why are you like this, Mark? And he's like, let me tell you, 28, 200 men went 200 in the water. <laughs> Five came out. I six because I saw the creature's eyes. Black eyes. Like doll's eyes. <laughs> David's like, I'm gonna hold on to that. I think my nephew, uh, his name's uh, Steve. You might Spiely Spielyberg. He might. He might have something for that. He might have some. I'm gonna. You mind if I use that? That was very beautiful. That was beautiful, Mark. Was it? You said it was black, like doll's eyes. Got it. Doll's eyes. Got it. So you want this bottle of apricot brandy, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Jaws is great. Um, But yeah, this is when Mark's like, we're going, look, he burned Thompson. I'm going down and I'm killing that thing. And this is when David grabs him and we have that beautiful line. And the context for this, now you're good. The context for this is amazing. We didn't come to fight monsters. We're not equipped for it. Hmm. That line on its own is great. But when you've just seen the creature burning, dive back into the water and survive, and Thompson is probably not going to live because of the horrible He's infection. Have infections, yeah. David's line actually means something now when you look at it from in, in its context. It's like, we have one dead guy. We've used up almost all our poison trying to c- kill this thing, and even the poison didn't slow it down. And now Thompson's f- probably going to die in the next couple of days unless we get him to a hospital, and you want to go down there and try and harpoon yourself a white whale? What are you talking about, Mark? Right. It's incredible, man. And then uh, this, is when, this is when David says no. Mark is like, I'm going down there. And David's like, no, no, we're not. Because he's not going to live if we don't leave. So, Captain, get the boat rolling. Let's get back up river. And the captain's moment. like, he calls David Captain. Yeah, I he's, he's a, like, I listen to the like, captain. Yeah, I he's go like, where the captain says. You've got it, absolutely. And David stops him. He goes, no, I'm calling the shots. Or he goes, uh, uh, David grabs the captain. And he goes, no, no, no. As long as I'm here, I make the rules. Wrong. On the water, the captain makes the rules. And he goes... Uh, and he goes, I'm still in charge. And he grabs him. And the captain, you see, you don't even see him grab it. You just see a knife blade come up from the bottom of the He gets it he pushes. in his fucking, it's kind of like, under his chin. Like a clip point, like mini Bowie knife. Yeah. And he pushes it like right in under his, in his like under his tongue. Yeah. If he sneezes, he's dead. He's dead. He's fucking dead. And he gets the knife under his chin and he goes, did you have something you wanted to say to me? And then he pushes it higher and forces David or forces Mark's chin back. And he goes, that's okay. what I thought. Yep. And he just puts it yep. away. And then he well, goes, he casually puts the knife away and he turns his back on Mark. The fact that he, having just pulled a knife on Mark, just turns his back on him like Mark is not going to do anything. And Mark doesn't I'm do sure anything. Doesn't. Uh-uh. Mark is bluster. This captain has buried people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great moment. He knows in the where movie, all man. the bodies are buried. <laughs> and it's and, and oh, the on the water, the captain makes the rules. Dude, it's such I love it. it's such a great, great moment. This is when the Gill Monster destroys the rowboat. Um, because they go to leave and they're like dun, 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 dun. and then uh it's not Thompson, but one of the other guys on the expedition is up front and he's like, Stop, stop, there's something up here, and they crash into a big barrier that the Gill man has built. He's he, now you can't leave. He locked him in. Yeah. They had every opportunity to leave, but then they 
they hit him in the face. It was face like Casino with... or Goodfellas, where <laughs> the guy has every opportunity to leave, and then they lock the door, and he's like, uh, no, you can't I think that's Casino. I think it is Casino. It reminds me a little bit of the moment when the creature in Goodfellas. Casinos him, he does. <laughs> yeah. He puts his head in a vice, basically. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's like, look, you could have left. But now I think he got screwed with me just a little bit too much. Just too much. So lo- the fact that he locks the door on the lagoon. Yeah. And then when he tr- they try to get the winch on it, that whole every time they got that winch, dude. It's it's just freaks me out because like the like you're gonna break your it's boat all more. Janky. It's yeah, the rope's not spinning. Not They're trying to spin it with their hands. And then They're we useless. see like, we see the gill monster. Do you know how dangerous it is to be holding your breath blind and swimming between underwater branches when you can't get air underwater? You have to go to the surface to breathe. Insanity, man. People, people not in rubber suits drown doing this. Yes. Like a lot, dude. And the the way that he, he kind of like alligators it too. the gill man grabs the, the wire, the cables that are wrapped around there and he thrashes back and forth until they snap apart and then he swims away and he's just like, nah. No, 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 no. You're not going to lift Mm-mm. my barrier. Dude, he gets a mafia on him, man. He does. He's like, no, no, you're in, you're in my You're in one two fucking step now. too far, man. For sure. So this is when they go back. They, they're like, okay, we're stuck in the lagoon. Plan B. We have to, how about this? We have to poison this thing again just long enough. And uh, David, so I can get in the water. Yeah. And Mark's it. like, we'll poison it to kill it. And David's like, shut, shut up, shut up. We're going to poison it long enough for me to get the winch on it. And if you say shit, I will let the captain kill you and throw right. you overboard. Dude, oh, he's ready now. He's over there hungry with Mark. for it. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, we have lost like four people. Are you out of your mind? There's only like four of us left. Captain already has his grave buried. Or yeah. His grave his, dog. His yeah. grave dog. The captain's like, I, there's a bit on the shore over here where I can. I don't know what his accent <laughs> is. I don't even think the actor knows what his accent is, but he, it's, he it's spot. Whatever it is, it's, it's perfect, spot on. Yeah. I love it. But he's like, oh, yeah, we, it's pretty shallow, but I could. I got a spot. I, I will make him. it work, senor. <laughs> totally. Um, so this is when the the gill monster just starts destroying their boats. And he does that. I've realized it on the third watch. He's destroying their rowboats because every time poison has gone in the water, one of those boats has been out on the lagoon. He's figured it out. He's that's figured it out. I, mm-hmm. He's like, the poison comes from that and that. So he breaks both their boats. get rid of those. Yeah. And that's that's kind of when they are stop being able to effectively poison him. That's why he has to do David the- has to put it in the spray bottle. How much poison do we have left? Not enough. Enough to... To use in a sprayer he's like what oh like a spray him like a mosquito. I like how they have to catch up with this thinking too it's like oh 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 yeah not everyone is no, that'll, all on the same page that They're will like, work yeah. yeah 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 and it's oh man it's so good it's so good <laughs> so but that's that night when he comes and destroys the two rowboats is when they're like Get her out. Get Kay. Get down to your down below yeah. deck. And this is when David goes. No, 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 no. Case, you stay with us. Let's all stick together. We're this safer. A, this this is a smart move, right? It's totally smart. So David's like, all right, I'm gonna go spray this thing with the poison thing. And Mark's like, I'll, I'll go, go be with bait. you, dude. Yeah, he says that too. He does. I'll, I'll be, go be bait. I'll be bait for it. It's like I don't believe you, David. Literally, but okay. <laughs> um, this is actually this scene is really kind of um. It has another layer to it that I really love, which is David and Mark get in a fist fight just before they're down under the water with each in other? front of Thompson. Thompson's <gasps> right, laying sure in bed with third degree burns dying for all intents and purposes. Thompson's going to die. He's going to die of an infection in the Amazon. And here's Mark 
being like, David, David, if you just go down there, I'll be the bait, and then you shoot it, and then we get it back to the mainland. And then David punches I'm Mark. Dying, I'm fucking dying. Mark, yeah, Mark punches David. David punches Mark and is like, fuck you. We're done. We're, no, absolutely not. Are you coming with me? No. They go down, they go uh, out to like sp- spritz the... <laughs> Spritz it down. I actually really like the sprayer effect underwater. It looks so, so it looks cool. really fucking good. It's, and again, shot for 3D, so it's yeah, coming yeah. at you in this clouds cloud. Of, Can you yeah. imagine? Like it would look like smoke pouring it's out amazing. of the movie screen. Yeah, like it, it's really Dang. a thoughtful use of 3D. Yes. Um. So. Uh, David's down in the water and he's trying to get the winch around and he's spraying the 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 gill man, and then this is a cool stunt too. Mark shoots a harpoon right past David's head. And for a minute, we're like, oh, shit. I'm not sure. I think that they... I would have to watch it again because it is a quick shot. I think they cheated the angle out. They did. So that the harpoon's not that close to him, but it looks like It looks like, like, like he was shooting it, but it's like, clearly he's not. Right, right, right. But they did cheat it to where you're like, oh, oh. It looks really close to David where you're like... I swear, I was going for the bad guy. But like, you're like, in, in 1954, could you just shoot stuff past people's faces like that? That was intense. It's... Well, you got a person in a rubber suit who can't see underwater holding his breath, so maybe... Yeah, well, there's a there's an interesting story. Um, one of the first kills, I can't remember if it's one of the uh, su- the first two of the South American assistants who die in the tent, or if it's the the fight with Z. But uh, they're in one of the uh, in a bit of choreography. Uh, I think it's Z was supposed to swing a machete, and the Gill man was going to catch it but and then strangle him. Yeah. And they did the they did the choreography and the choreography and the choreography, and then they got dressed and he got in the suit. And when they shot it. He swings the machete. The the guy. Uh, this would be the. This would be here. I want to shout him out because we haven't really said the guy's name who is on land. Ben Chapman. Ben Chapman goes to catch it, misses, and the machete hits him in the head. Fuck. But the machete wasn't super sharp, and the the actual head was really thick rubber. It's the only thing that stopped him getting a machete in the skull. Like that happened during the shoot. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, man. So like, safety flush, ladies and gentlemen. That wasn't a phrase uttered until like 1974. Yeah, this I is think. way before OSHA yeah. or like the act- Screen Actors it's, Guild doesn't get exist. Get the shot! Get the shot! Get the shot! <laughs> oh, how's your head? Good. Shoot it again. Shoot it again. Right. We'll just melt that hole in your head <laughs> shut with this bic lighter. <laughs> um. So here's where Mark dies. That mark. This is it. This is the Mark and the Gilman underwater fight. So good. It looks like, dude. It looks like the like the like they accidentally actually found a Gilman and it's trying to murder their actor. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're trying to kill each other. If this was if this was shot on land, this fight would be as crazy as the 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 pen and knife fight in the Born Identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there this is, is one of the best uh, because it's one of the most amazing fights I've ever seen. Is in uh, Coriolanus. It's uh, it's based on the Shakespeare play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's I think it's Ray Fiennes and um, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, but they have like a fight, like a fist fight. That's mm-hmm. one of the most visceral and like you're winded after watching it because it's so fucking realistic. Yeah. Uh, and this is like that. Underwater, it, dude. It totally, fucking, it yeah. totally is. I'm like just thinking about the the choreography, mm-hmm. and then some of it feels like it has no choreography. Some of it feels like the director was just basically like, you know, uh, 
he's, he's trying got to a, kill each other. He's got a yeah. mask on. If if either of you goes limp, other one, let him go. We'll get him to the surface and resuscitate him. That's what it looks like when it we does. see him floating to the fucking surface. Mark's floating to the surface. It's disturbing. It's shit. disturbing. It's disturbing. It made my stomach uneasy. I felt sick. It. Yep. It's a PG movie, and it's for. And again, this is not like this is not Saw. We're not watching Saw. It's charming. Oh, it's no. so delightful. But the cinematography is very powerful. We're seeing a dead man float to the surface as well, and the saying. and the tanks first too. So he's when like he bloops up out of. The, oh my god! It's a. And her reaction uh, to him second, breaking the surface, like it's, it's this. I I don't know if it was this episode or if it was the the one we did for Patreon earlier this morning, but this is the second time I've said this today. Is that shot is upsetting? Yeah, it really is. When Mark is floating up and the fight is really tense because there's a moment when they're they're so they're like fighting on the bottom and the clouds of silt and you're like okay so they're gonna cut soon right? They don't. Nope. They just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling and you're like. You well, because you know you're like that guy's holding his breath, and then at one point the dude who's got the the um the aqua lung on or the the aquatic lung on mm-hmm. his the hoses pull out and you're like now they'll cut they no, don't they don't he though. tries to get away and the gill man grabs him and shoves him back down into the mud with both hoses detached. You're like you're gonna you get worried for the actor. You're like you're gonna kill him. Yes. You're going to kill him if you keep this up. That fight is really excellent, and I will nominate that as well. If you want to, this fucking movie is so full of nominations. Nominations left and right, Jesus. dude. This uh, it's 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 remarkable. It's totally remarkable. Um, Julie Adams. We haven't talked about it yet. She has a very distinct scream. She does. Yep. We, we talked about it a little bit with um. With is it with Laurie Strode? Laurie's scream, mm-hmm. and then we talked about Nora as like the from the the House on Haunted Hill is like the epitome of the high pitched scream. The high pitched scream. Then you have the the perfect scream, and then you have this. I'm gonna go. Which at, is pretty goddamn good. I'm gonna go ahead and say I know this might be controversial. I give Julie Adams my number one scream queen spot. Wowzer! Over. Well, she does scream a lot. Less than Lori. She does scream less than Lori, but they're all distinct and unique screams. Yeah, and it's it's hearing her scream fall out of the upper register. It's horrifying because her. I, I won't do it because I'll blow the mic out. But like her scream starts at like ah, and then it goes down to like ah. It turns into like like a animal. And they're, they're, cry. They're, each of her screams are unique for the situation that is happening. Some are shocked. Very screams, genuine. Some are full of like. Disgust. Some are. It's such some, a weird. Like, I look. I love. I love sla- the any any slasher, the scream queeny type stuff. But it, sometimes it does feel like they've got the one scream, and that's what in they the do. holster. And when the director calls action, do they, that scream you do. Yep. Then we pull out the scream. We do the scream, and then it's done. And then the next time we hear it, it's could the just same. be a fucking foghorn at that point, or like a. Just use a sound effect. If it's yeah. going to be the same thing every time, I think. I think what she manages, what Julie Adams manages to do, Gives just screams screaming. character, yeah, like a real genuine type screams, it's truly, truly amazing. Um, I love the fact. So you know, Mark is dead. Mark super dead is dead as hell. They're dead all, as disco. Dead for sure. Dead as disco. So they're all hanging out downstairs again. Oops. Sorry about it. There's the captain's upstairs with the gun, but he's on the wrong side of the boat. So they're downstairs being like, what do we do? Mark is dead. We got to get out. We have to get out of here now. And there's the creature reaching in the fucking porthole. This this ties into Mike Myers again. I said the gill man is always there. He's always. Oh, my he's God. always at the window. He's always at the door. He's always creeping in. And what I love is what 
what our heroes did is they slowly like like lovecraftian horror crept in and encroached on the gilman's this is territory so lovecrafty too i had that note earlier that i glossed over because i didn't want to make yet another arkham horror <laughs> sort of reference in another episode well it, you're you're it right is. though this it, is like the mountains of madness and the pacing like, yeah. yeah the pacing and the way that the creature disappears for big chunks of the film mm-hmm. but one of the things but i love is present yeah. but always present and that's that's what it is is the 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 Gilman is using their tactics against them, which is we rolled over, but it's fine. We barely rolled over, and I knew we were going to on this one. Um, but they encroach on the Gilman's territory, and how does the Gilman fight back? He encroaches on their territory. He comes onto the boat and he creeps in through the window. He comes onto the boat and he creeps over to the rear, like they do when they get like in they, and they, they swim in the, yes. through his lagoon. It's it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. Um, the well, oh, this is where we get the spray, spray rodentinal. I don't know what it's called, but this is where we get the spray fish poison. So I'm, he must have. They must have had it earlier too. Maybe they had it both times. So the this is where they. So they go up top and they're like, oh my god, that was crazy, and. This is where Kay gets dragged into the water. The Gilman grabs her. She her scream is amazing, and then they both go over the side, and then we get this gorgeous underwater shot of Kay mm. like limp, and it's so the, incredible. And the creature like flows over the the edge of that ridge, and then under, and then we're in that underwater cave it's so area. Fucking beautiful. There, I we I glossed it earlier, but when they kill Mark, or when the creature kills Mark, what he does, it's it's really cool because it looks animalistic. It doesn't look like how a human would attack another human underwater, but Mark is near the top kicking with his legs. The creature comes up, flips upside down. So his head is down. So he's basically like head to foot with Mark and he wraps one arm around Mark's leg, like clamps onto Mark's leg and then just kicks for the bottom. Yep. He's like, he's, he's bringing his lunch to the bottom. Like, it's, yeah. it's the way alligators kill shit. They grab it and they go they down. They know you can't breathe underwater. Right. Yeah. We can hold our breath forever, but you probably can't. Probably not. But th- just the way he does it, he just grabs Mark's leg, and then Mark is trying to like one-legged kick, but that Gilman is just fucking taking We're him We're going to go for a ride, buddy. And then to see him do it with Kay and see the difference where when he's carrying, when he's dragging Kay, it's it's gentle. It's, it's, he's worried about her. He's kind of, I mean, as best this guy can be because he's blind. Because he's blind, But right. like the creature is... He's got her around the waist. He's not just dragging her like meat. He's dragging her like a, a kindred, he cares a kindred about, being. Yes. Yeah. So you get this cool little un- running undercurrent of the longing for connection, the longing for companionship. All of these undercurrents are running through this monster movie about evolutionary biology <laughs> <laughs> and the overreach of man. It's it's stunning. Um and then you know, we, and then we we get the end, you know, and then we're at the end of the movie, which is basically you shoot the thing until it dies, and then yeah, yeah, it's fuck. It, but that's one of the things that's great about the end of this, and one of the things that's great about the end of Frankenstein that you don't get with many of the other Universal monster movies is at the end of Frankenstein, you hate the villagers. You very, they are the. They're the, the villain, the blind screaming mob. The mob, yeah. Frank, yeah. The monster, the death of the monster hurts you yes. at the end of Frankenstein, and that's part of why that movie's so timeless. Creature from the Black Lagoon, 
it probably because of the, some of it's probably the childhood thing, but I cried all three times that I watched this movie. The end, it's fucking sad. The man. end is so sad. He gets the he gets K back to you know the his cave his home yeah. yeah he gets her back there and like sets her down and then he knows that he's being followed so he lays down in that pool and david catches up and he's like oh sh- there she is thank god and he runs through the pool where the creature Whoops. is which there you there you go there's your false tension he runs we have no idea where the creature is and what we realize retroactively which is a clever scare which you realize that something just happened that you should have been scared about but didn't realize <laughs> didn't it realize, like oh shit yeah, he, he just right ran there. through the water where the the shallow pool where the creature was the creature gets up and gets he like grabs i think grabs david and then gets shot several times in the back and we realize that the captain and the other crew member are there with guns yeah and Part of what makes this the end so poignant is they shoot the creature like three, four times in the back. It turns around. They shoot it like three, four more times. It turns around and at first staggers toward K. Like in its in its confusion of I'm f- I'm suddenly I have things inside my body that are killing me. I'm full of holes and I hurt. And its first thought is the girl. I need yeah. to get to that girl. And he takes one step and they shoot it again. They shoot the creature again. And when they go to shoot it a second time, David puts the gun, hold, pushes their guns down and goes, no, no, don't shoot it anymore. Let it go. And even at this extremity, after Kay has been kidnapped, after David's been attacked by it, after Mark and all these other people have been killed, even David can't stand to see this thing shot anymore because he, I think ultimately David knows, I think Kay knows too. I think so. They're like, this is our fault. We brought the- none of this had to happen. Oh, this, cr- this, look what we did to this thing. This thing was a. There's a beautiful sorrow. Man, the creator of his own misfortune. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. There's a. God. There's a. There's a beautiful fucking sadness to the end where they. You see it in these two scientists who are like. This thing that we're that is staggering away from us, full of bullets, like the antithesis of science is gunfire yeah and this thing is staggering off away to die and they're watching it and they're looking after it and both of them are scientists and they go we literally just killed a miracle you failed as hard as you could possibly fail yeah we 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 blew it yourselves it's scientists dude it's like the plan it's i think it's like the sentiment that easy rider was swinging for at yeah. the end, dude, because you can just see it in David's face when they get they follow it out to the beach and it's staggering towards the water and the captain raises his gun even one more time and David pushes it away. He doesn't even say don't do it. He just, just shakes his head. And then the thing falls into the water and we get that sad, beautiful shot of it Still scraping. Just... Well, it's scraping along the bottom and then it gets to the, the edge of that like over, that rocky overcropping and right as it hits the edge, the, uh, damn, I, I want to make sure I get everybody as much credit as I possibly can. Rico Browning. I'll, I'll remember his name after this. As soon as Rico Browning gets, as soon as the gill monster gets to the edge of that ledge, he stops swimming entirely. And just, I mean, the, the, what he's doing, he's, he just lets his momentum take him over, but he dies. Right before he gets home. Yeah. He dies. And fucking... He, uh, and he just fuck. glides over the edge. And then we get that that last shot which is just a totally still for all intents and purposes it could be an empty gill man suit full of rocks for as much as it's moving this movie is a real bummer way to start your day 
It's sad. Just the, so you know, the, I'm so glad that we started with Storm Warriors today. That's why I wanted to yeah. do it. Yeah, because I had so much energy for Storm Warriors yep. carrying over from last night, and I knew that this movie, while like a utter masterpiece, is not happy. It's sad. It really bums you out when it when it ends. But I. But I'm so thrilled that this is a movie that came out of this this universal machine, making all of these monster movies, and you get you get commentary. Yeah. On so many different things. Yeah. That still fucking works in 2019. It's anybody who wants to make film should watch. This is one to watch. Yep. Man, I like, completely agree. For the cinematography alone, like, let alone this, forget the score, forget the. I can't even fucking. I still, my mind is blown. Like, the structure of the script, like, forget all that. If you just the visuals alone, this is worth watching. Yep. There's a reason that Guillermo del Toro. We, I, we talked about it off mic. Guillermo del Toro was in 2014 tapped to direct the remake the like the dark universe universal monsters remake and he's like all right i'm in here's what i want to do and the studio was like well you got to do this and we're trying to get this demographic into the theater we want like marvel for horror the dark universe is just them taking the fucking universal monster movies and turning it into the avengers they're just world building with the universal monsters i'm like why you're pissing on your number one properties. Seriously. You're like, these are your legendary properties. You got Back to the Future and you got this. Like, don't fuck it up. St- yeah, stop. And Waterworld. Stop. Give us something new. Well, hey, Waterworld, man. I mean, I'd, 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 oh, Guillermo del Toro directing a remake of Waterworld. Are you kidding me? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's a reason that when, when Guillermo del Toro does his, his remake, his quote-unquote remake. So, anyway, they, they gave him a bunch of strictures and he was like, I'm out. He pieced out in 2014 because they they were slapping too much crap on him. It's too many producers. It's too many cooks. <laughs> too many cooks. <laughs> but like it, it is. It really is. It's it's. We talk about it all the time. Producer notes. Why can't we make it? Uh, my girlfriend thinks it should be right. green. Why don't they fuck the alien? Right. It's it's it's, it's like stupid. <laughs> it's stupid producer notes. It's splice is a crazy movie, dude. Fucking weird. But like it's there's that you know it's it's that thing of like. Well, I know you have a vision, but, you know, I was talking to my wife last night, and she thinks that uh, all the pictures uh, in the house should be upside down. And the director's like, does she? Does she really? That's great. And then the studio's like, uh, he did give you about half your budget, so why don't we make all the pictures be upside right. down? And then the fucking picture gets wrecked. And so Guillermo del Toro's like, no, nope. no, thank you. Three years later, Shape of Water wins an Oscar. Hollywood, take no, dude. Seriously. You gotta. I, I don't chip. think Hollywood ever will, but I think filmmakers. You gotta. Are. Yeah. Well, dude, the where we are with a twenty four with yep. with Guillermo del Toro with yep. Jim Jarmusch independently funding stuff. Yep. You know, like we're yes. Filmmakers will always make film. Hollywood a, will always make garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I mean, if there's one thing, it's not always true. It, it's not always true. I will say that sometimes Hollywood can re producer notes. Stupid studio notes can really tank, really wreck a flick. But Hollywood's knocked some out of the park too. African Queen is a Hollywood yep. production, dude. They they can do good work. I think you just sometimes you gotta get out of the way and let people like Guillermo del Toro and like you know uh, our director of this one, Jack. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's the Storm Warriors. That's what that. <laughs> you Jack got a Arnold. Picture there. Yeah, you gotta sometimes you gotta let the people who do the creative part of this job do the creative part and you just count your money and drive your lamborghini and stay out of it be happy yeah you're rich you're rich and these people are crazy and suffering (laughs) but they're making beautiful things and making you rich so shut up shut up just let them do their thing shut up don't listen 
don't listen to it. I'm pretty stoked. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. stoked to to watch the the sequels because of how bad they're gonna be, but The Shape of Water because oh, I, I want more of this. I've had that on deck since we were gonna do a Guillermo del Toro. We still will, dude. There's yeah, no way we we're not going to. So that's I also own Crimson Peak for the same reason. <laughs> we'll do both of them. I feel bad. You've got all these movies that we, you bought and then we. That was back in season one where we were, we were buying movies for the show. Yeah, back that was dumb. The salad days. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's all I have for the creature from the black that's lagoon. That's all I have, man. I know it was a long one, um, but I'm, I, mean, I was so shocked by. I was surprised by how. I mean, dude, I fell in love. Yeah. I fell in love with this movie. Yeah, and I think it's interesting as both our first watch of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it became my first, second, and third watch. What's great is that there's there are memes right now of the creature from the black lagoon, like when he's like knocking shit over on the boat. Mm-hmm. It's the whole like. Ah, fuck this shit. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like there's <laughs> just the creature still, smacking stuff yeah, around. But the, so this movie is well, it's like the Universal Classics, anyways. But right, right. Yeah, a movie that was made in 1954 is currently a meme for. <laughs> there's for shit. It's like, there's a reason you know, it's still around. I, you know, we when you think of the Universal monsters, you think of Frankenstein, uh, the Wolfman, and Dracula. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the big three. I think this movie is unfairly not part of that. That right. those big three. We're gonna do the Wolfman. Yeah, we damn, are. Damn, that's a great movie. But this might again. We'll check in in a year. But as of right now, currently, I think this is my favorite Universal Monster movie. Let's see where we go from here. Absolutely, so, bro. Let's thank some patrons. You can head on over to Patreon.com/slash Quillenfilm. Q U I L L A N D F I L M. If you would like to help us keep these movies spinning, keep the conversation going and keep the mics hot um so one of the things you can get if you pledge just a little bit of money if you think we deserve a little scratch for what we're doing over here um we can give you shout outs on the show you feature full bonus episodes man our patreon is getting chock full of fucking episodes man if you ever wanted to binge a whole bunch of sequels and remakes and you fan of die hard lethal weapon we got them all over there and all the Exorcist movies oh, yeah. and Black Christmas. Yeah, so head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm. So in the meantime, let's thank our patrons. Um, we'd like to thank, jo- I'm just going to read them all. Yep, do uh, it. We'd like to thank John Scheibe, Connor Sweeney, Casey Scheibe, Danielle Pelshaw, Katie Clark, Kelly and Mike Wagner, David Rowney, Brian Jackson, William Rockwood, and oh, Sister Sarah. <laughs> Amen. Nice. Um, if you want to drop us a line, it's measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. We are super stoked to be doing this series, so stay tuned, guys. God um, dang, man. I can't wait for the next one. It's going to just be more Universal Monsters for the whole rest of the month. Welcome to October. Countdown to Halloween, baby. <laughs> Favorite time of year, man. That's why I'm getting married All in right. October, so... <laughs> Uh, not oh this oh my god the month that this episode drops is uh-huh. your wedding yeah we're months in the that's future. that's why we're doing this because I'm doing like a whole wedding and yeah a, you're gonna uh, that's why we're so far ahead exactly. is because you are, yeah you're I'm gonna, gonna be fucking off for like two weeks so and that that your your forthcoming wedding is the greatest horror of all. <laughs> <laughs>